Welcome to today's episode, a special one, Leadership of Ghouls. Hi, my name's Amanda Buckley. I'll be in the hot host seat today and on this journey. Very hot. Yeah, very hot. Yeah, typical uh, Australian Halloween weather. Um, I am joined today, as always, by Colin Beatty. Good afternoon, Colin. Uh, sort of uh, scary to be here. A little oh. nervous, a little anxious, a little worried and concerned about today. It'll The electric shock will only kick in if you say something wrong. That's all there is to Ow. it. Yeah, exactly. That was just a test. Uh, sitting next to you as... Uh, Almost always is Rick Brown. <laughs> the scariest of colours. <laughs> uh, happy to be here. This will most certainly be my last podcast because uh, normally, as you know, I've, I've spent a lot of time in the host chair and uh, I'm going to be exposed for having very little to say. I'm not exactly sure what my role is, uh, but if you're looking for any insight, you'll realise why I was the host because I could hide behind <laughs> glib repartee and just keeping the action moving. So again, apologies. Uh, the scariest thing about this podcast will be me being exposed for the charlatan that I am. <laughs> but not me in the host chair. I yeah. like how you put that. <laughs> um, rounding out our uh, intrepid travelling ghoulie ship today. Ghoulie ship? Is that a thing? <laughs> it is now! Um, is Gina McCartney. Hello. Hello. Welcome aboard. Thank you for having me. Gina, I'm very this is your excited. second time. My second time. Yes. But agree, this one is much spookier than the last. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I'm strapping in. Yeah, it's, it's, not a, it's not a real dead rat on the table. I think, I think what's giving us the atmosphere of, of fear is that it is a hot day yeah. and um, I have been sweating profusely on the on the car ride over here and I'm just emitting sort of an aroma of sort of that, uh, yeah, of decay, yeah. I think. It's decay. Um, so I apologise, but it adds to the whole funk of Halloween. That's right, because we wanted a Halloween special. We wanted a leadership of ghouls because today we are going to be tackling the scary unsolved mysteries. Once and for all, we will solve those pesky workplace mysteries definitive definitively mm. otherwise we don't make it out of here alive mm. and that includes you matt our trusty producer you okay with that oh <laughs> <laughs> he's writing letters to his wife now <laughs> uh yes we would like to tackle and solve all of those workplace mysteries um first of all though let's tell some spooky stories uh gina i believe you have a spooky workplace story i certainly do this was going back a number of years in my first job ever and um back in the days when you were new in the office you also were the receptionist so I was they were down. Good old days, weren't oh, they? Oh, so much fun! I really, I really loved welcoming the postie every day, and um, so to picture, to build a bit of a picture and a view, it was an, a very, very old townhouse in East Melbourne. Right. And it was back in the days when Friday lunches were Fridays, so all of my executives had gone out, and I was downstairs tapping away, punching out, you know, a million amazing pieces of work, no doubt, and I heard this. And I said, oh, out loud yeah. to myself, what was that? <laughs> and then I hear the footsteps again run upstairs all the way back to the, uh, the back of the building. You hear dead people. <laughs> I hear dead people indeed. And then the back door, which cannot open, only from the inside, slammed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I start. So this is like 12 o'clock in the middle of the day. It's probably a beautiful day like The witching today. hour. <laughs> and the workplace turned to starting up to write up her resume. And I was starting to freak out. Then the next thing that happened, a painting fell off 
No way. Fell off the mm. wall. And I started to officially absolutely crap myself. It's the so old I, art critic poltergeist that we've heard so much about. So I grabbed... My kid could oh, do this one. And I, I was thinking, you know, maybe there's someone actually in the building because that's the only way these noises are made. So I grabbed the nearest weapon I could find, which was a stapler, a stapler yes. stapler. Yes. And I opened it up ready to fire staples. So I thought this is the best thing I've got. Mm. Aim for the eyes. Aim for the eyes. <laughs> Or the groin, you know, whichever way. And then... Staple their eyes to their groin. <laughs> it's a finishing move. The good old eyelid to, to groin move. And, um, and so I ran up and down and crept around corners and confirmed absolutely there is no one in the building. Mm. So I realised very quickly, this must be a ghost. Mm-hmm. So I removed myself from the building mm-hmm. <laughs> and I sat on the front... With the network cable, because back in the day, Wi-Fi was not a thing, I dragged the net, the network cable out through the front door and sat on the front porch and I searched for the building and the history on the building. It oh. turned out. Oh. I like that you didn't just ride out. and go, I'm no. not going back. You're like, Got to do research. Research. Yeah. And those network cables were long, right? Yeah. Like, they were really, really long. So I snuck out the front and sat on, <laughs> sat on, the, front de- on the front porch with my laptop and I searched the building and it turned out a family lived there like many, 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 many years ago and a little girl had died in the house. God oh, damn it. a little girl. It's always, always a little, little girl. girl. Oh, my god! she was trying to tell you who the murderer was. Yeah. yeah. And I wasn't... The guy in the painting. I was going to say, oh, the painter, yeah. <laughs> Did you check the, the frame, the back of the frame, what was written there? Well, I, I, I went yeah. from I'm nervous to, oh, yeah. my yeah. God. Yeah. I need just, a new job. Like, I'm absolutely... This isn't possible. So... A couple of hours passed and I was still out the front trying to figure out what to do. And I called my auntie and my auntie is really, really into spiritual, you know, things. And uh, I said, what do I do? It's a little girl. I'm pretty sure her name's Emily. Burn some sage, love. Burn some sage. (laughs) It's your only option at this stage. Burn. Smudge the crap out of it. Burn the terrace house down was her first advice. Catch it it alight. Kill it with flames. But she said, all you need to do is go back inside Make a cup of tea, sit down, because that's probably what her mum would have done. Yeah, right. And speak to her and explain to her that whilst you're now in her home and you're sorry for that, you really need to co cohabit. Bit of supernatural yeah. role play. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Taking on the role of the mother. And she said her words to me were, you just need to be really brave and have the courageous conversation oh. with Emily. <laughs> and I have never been more afraid to talk to someone I can't see. Yes. Yeah, sure. Normally when you're hiding behind something like email or phone, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're well, not face to face. Definitely okay. you're emailing someone hey, you, you or know talking there. to someone on the phone in those situations. Do you know so, already this is the best story? I had no idea it would be like a leadership lesson. Mm-hmm. This, this story made it um, to Nova back in the day when they had um, spooky something. <gasps> yeah, yeah, so, yeah, right. yeah. And um, It's done the rounds. It has done the rounds. And um, so I sat, went inside, got comfortable I was, I was trembling and I said, Emily, I'm really, really sorry. We're now in your home. I hope your, um, you know, your death wasn't really traumatic. Um, I would love to correct anything I can correct, but can you not run around? Because it me scares out. living crap. Also, it's a workplace. We're just trying to get some work done. <laughs> I'm just trying to make ads, right? Yeah, right. Catalogues and ads. And um, anyway, and I had this overwhelming sense that she was really cold. Mm. which was weird. We need ghost blankets. Yes. 
So I went and grabbed my jacket and put my jacket down on the chair. And from that moment on, Emily, I could never hear Emily again. Oh my gosh. The scariest thing you that smothered ever her happened. under a, under a <laughs> jacket. She spent the rest of the time going, Took the Thing that ever happened in my workplace was a bird flew in and we a were stuck in a bird, bird? Yeah, a bird in the office <laughs> that bird died seven years ago and it haunts this office still it was that oh. magpie that's been swooping me gina you believe you i think we you can believe. firmly yep. Uh, yep. get from that story that there is a level of belief when yeah yeah 100 and what sense do you make out of it all these years later like it's mm. what uh did it teach you what does it mean for you Trust your gut. Mm-hmm. Ghosts are real. Do you still feel like you're in the role of mother for poor Emily? Do you yeah. sometimes just dish out some life lessons for her? I do think about her. You're not. You're not. You're not going around wearing that, Emily. Yeah. <laughs> that looks terrible. <laughs> not in this second coming. You're yeah. not. Yeah. Be careful on the stairs, Emily. I was thinking about her a lot, and because there were a lot of stairs at this place, and I was thinking, geez, it'd be really dangerous. And I thought maybe she fell down the stairs, and that's how she died. But, um, but yeah, I think I think looking looking back at just be comfortable with the unknown, but also, um, you know, to my auntie's advice, just have the conversation. Like, cause she'll listen, they'll listen, but you have to have the conversation yeah. first. Well, and so the, 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 uh, the upside, the, the alternate thing of that is being haunted and terrorized for the rest of your working <laughs> yeah. life. So yeah, have that conversation. Yeah. And it's, I've, I've and had, um, not, not as hardcore experiences since. Um, but if I've ever felt a sense of something else is here, just have a chat and, mm. Another strong leadership lesson there is to know who to uh, choose as your mentors or know who to go to for advice because 95% of people you went to for advice on this would not have given you the sit down, have a chat, talk yeah. to Emily no, advice. run. Yeah. <laughs> but your you auntie, crazy. is it your auntie? Yeah, my auntie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you knew who to go to as well. You weren't just you know, casting around for advice. Can we shout out advice. to your auntie? Your auntie is... Yeah, Auntie Sue. Oh, Auntie Sue. Auntie Sue. I love we Auntie all Sue. need an Auntie Sue. Yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Wow. Um, yeah, you have a ghost story. I've got a ghost too, story, but it's like everything I do probably on Leadership of Fools, it's borrowed and stolen, and this time it's borrowed and stolen from. Just change m- names. M- just change names. No, it's just me. <laughs> yeah. um, it's from Narissa. <laughs> yes, my don't change names. Barissa. Yeah, Barissa. <laughs> Barissa. So, um, and I'm going to name names the Barissa. Q Rec. Center, the YMCA. So not the letter Q, but the suburb Q. The Q, suburb. Yeah. Oh, Q, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I was, just had to clarify. I was really seeing Q, yeah, me not yeah. hearing Q. Mm-hmm. K-E-W mm-hmm. has a ghost, Gary. Gary the ghost. Gaza. Right. And um, the, my understanding is when they were building the, the pool... And um, which is a bit like Poltergeist, if anyone knows that movie. Poltergeist. They built the (laughs) pool. This is before they put uh, anything in. So we're just talking about mud and water. A hole. And a hole, pretty Mm -hmm. much a massive hole. (laughs) And uh, one day the workers arrived and Gary had drowned in about six inches of water. Never never learned to swim. Oh my gosh. And they just poured the concrete on top. And so then what happened? (laughs) I just made that up. They had to cover. We don't don't have workers comp. (laughs) Pour the so, concrete. And I'm probably not going to do this justice having never worked in a rec centre or a... Uh, I have. So we've you got... Have? Yep, yep. The place you go where you actually monitor things like um, the, the, the chemicals. Room. Yeah, yeah. And in, which, yeah. Do you know that? Like a boiler room? The, plant the boiler room. room. Yeah, the plant room. Yeah, the plant room. Yeah, plant, room. plant room. Or plant room, depending on where you're from. Mm. Gary haunts the plant room. Oh, oh, and it's dark in there usually. And and, and parts of it is filled with water. 
Mm. So are parts you, of it you have to swim through. It's a, yeah, it's a whole thing. Are you giving us really? this as a like uh, secondhand information, or have you experienced Gary in the plant room, Gary in the plant room? No, totally secondhand. Oh, you're just totally secondhand. Gosh. Okay. Um, I, I used to work in it. That's well. You don't want to be haunted while you're in your bathers. That's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> non negotiable. It's a non negotiable. It is haunting yeah. being I feel in your bathers. Enough yeah. in my bathers. Yeah. <laughs> so my two uh, leisure centre stories. Uh, when my son was just a little toddler and um, we used to go swimming, um, I was doing the brave mother thing of just getting changed in the change room. And while I was mid towel, Dash had actually um, weed on the ground and I slipped in it and fell. Didn't Not in bathers, oh. in zero clothes, in, oh. <laughs> in the public. Na- Spooky. Na- yeah, that was a horror story <laughs> right there. But everyone, yeah. not just me, but yeah. everyone involved. Wow. I've seen, you know, and you see all sorts in a change room, but I saw, you know, very old women pity me. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Slipped in weeds. So we have some <laughs> mysteries along. to solve. <laughs> yes. Rick. Any other anecdotes? No, again, I've got no idea why I'm here. Yeah. Uh, still still not clear to me. So, uh, uh, yeah, I'm no just ghost gonna, stories. I'm just going to take a stab at this. <laughs> oh. I don't think you're a believer, are you? Me? Uh, yeah, I've had no cause to believe or disbelieve. Uh, it never comes up in my mind or Total ambivalence. <laughs> Total, well, we're going to... See some of Rick's best work today. Beautiful. Absolutely. And Rick, look, I don't see myself as a host. I see you as a co-host. And with you in the room... No yeah. way. I'm, oh, okay. t- I'm assuming role of guest just to see what happens to me. Because it's spooky. <laughs> On oh, the other side of the table. Yeah, it is. It is. So here's and guys, our... full disclosure, I did die this morning. So <laughs> oh, That's the smell. Spooky. Yeah. Colin actually it nearly well, kind of saved my life. I was yeah, talking to him please. outside just here and we went to cross the road. It's quite a little bit of construction happening out the at work work crews out there. Yeah. And um, burying my body. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and and as I went to walk across because I didn't, didn't quite see, Colin stopped me because the truck was coming. Yeah. So I Ghost am now truck. indebted for the rest of yeah. my life, life until debt. I can re- I have to save you Colin's life no. at some stage. You're still in debt. So if he someone could first. set up a something trap or something so that, and let me know so that I can mm. save his life. And that get wouldn't out go wrong at all, contract. would it? Yeah. <laughs> and I knew we were going to go viral if I had have just not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, it would have been oh, the you. perfect... You really took one for the team. I then. did, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All he's ever wanted is to go viral. Yeah. And this was his one chance. Still didn't happen. <sighs> you bloody... So we have some mysteries to solve. Yes. Um, and if we get time, I would love to cover off on something that I've been enjoying, mm-hmm. the top... 10 most haunted places in Australia. It's definitely right. where, you mm. used, where you used to work. Surely yeah, East Melbourne's in there. The Q Rec Centre. No. This right. podcast studio now because yeah. I'm here. Yeah. yeah. Dead. Um, just to, what's the word, to get people excited. One Sizzle. place is totally, totally unexpected because it would typically represent something very different like fun entertainment Luna Park Luna Park no, no. Oh. So, can we guess a park. I love guessing games <laughs> so here's the here's the first question <laughs> McDonald's in, and it's a two-parter and it comes from a couple of different people shout out to uh, Nigel Dalton mm. our friend Gina's friend the Daltonator friend. yeah uh, previous guest <laughs> so uh, this the first one probably won't surprise where do all the pens go and the other take on this is where do all the forks go? Mm. Pens mm. go in my handbag and I'm not lying. Uh, I no longer, I work for myself now more or less. Um, uh, and so it's my own pens that yeah. I'm pocketing. But definitely every workplace that I've ever worked, 
a few pens, come home with me. Because they're handy. I've got mm. stuff to write. So that's, I'm not lying. People and the steal same with forks? People steal I, pens? I've People never stolen forks. forks or cutlery. I bring my own. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So they should be multiplying, if anything. Yeah. Um, full disclosure, pens run out. Uh, they're not. They're not infinite. They're not an infinite thing. Well, pens, that's a, yeah, that's a um, some in handbags, but also you got to use a pen. Oh, it doesn't work. Throw it in the bin. That pen's gone. I actually think some people who chew on them, maybe one in three people who yeah, chew on a pen, right. eat the whole thing, <laughs> <laughs> and they swallow it, and they feel great. Yeah. I actually think that's what happens. Mm. I know people walk do past your desk. they use forks to do that? They pick their nose <laughs> with the fork <laughs> right. and then out of shame have to put it in the bin. Uh, I know the old uh, someone stops at your desk and they have to write something and they take your pen. Mm. That's where a lot of them go. Pen migration. Yeah. Un- yeah. yeah. Unexpected pen migration. It's a huge tax on pens. It is. Amanda, host, have we answered that one? I, I think so. I think uh, just look around. Look around you. That's yeah. where the pens are. I think the fork one's more <laughs> ominous. I'm not yeah. 100%. I don't think people are full full course dealing forks. I feel like there might be an underground fork cartel that is harvesting forks yep. against um, unbeknownst to us. I think the truth will come out. I'm pretty sure it's like a Walter White style. It could be an ingredient in meth. <laughs> uh, we just don't know it yet. Uh, there's always knives. Knives knives don't go as missing as forks. Mm-hmm. I think. I, think- and I reckon it's because when you scrape your plate sometimes into the bin, your leftovers, the fork goes in. Oh, there you go. You reckon? Oh. Yeah. If you oh, went dumpster diving out the back of any office building, you'd any find yeah, pens and forks. Yeah. Pens and forks. Share you houses know? have Where's been your head built gone? on that. Yeah, I actually have done this once and it makes me think if I've done it, others have. Mm-hmm. And that's when you bring your own food into work in yeah. your Tupperware and you're eating it with a fork at your desk and then you leave it in your Tupperware. Can you believe what the next question is? Ooh. Where does the Tupperware come from? Wow. So the question, the counterpoint here is the pens go, the forks go, and the Tupperware multiplies. We have actually, I've literally just come from the office where about 400 pieces of Tupperware have been put into the centre of the office for people to come and take home. Yeah. Yeah. How? Where are all the mothers? If my mother, oh. and I'm pretty sure... Well, the name least, would be written on it for starters. Well, your name yeah. would be on it. I reckon at least 80% of our workforce would still be living at home. Yeah. <laughs> really? And what would Auntie Sue say? Auntie Sue would be, Gina, Sit where's down. your respect for your property? Talk to the Tupperware. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have a conversation. Have home. the tough conversations. Yeah. <laughs> Does everyone know what Tupperware is? Like, is that a, that's a global thing, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Well, Tupperware is used as a phrase like Dyson for vacuum yeah. cleaner yeah. now, right? It just means like, any it's, food. It's a warehouse that costs tuppence. Yeah, we all yeah. know that. But that's the thing. I, I think the, the, the sad truth about some of the Tupperware is, well, first of all, that people don't wash stuff up. So they Gross. leave things in the sink. They take a phone call and it gets left there. And mm. so then it goes into the dishwasher and gets whisked away mm-hmm. but the other thing is if you can start you know how sometimes you kind of build a little fort in your office space or your, your cubicle and in your drawers you've got you know several bits and pieces and cups of soup and mm-hmm. packets of Rivita and things like that and in there is probably Tupperware and you get fired and you're asked to leave now <laughs> oh. in, in your desk and is all that Tupperware so I think the sad truth is that it's, so, it's fallen soldiers so there's yeah, a peak right. in Tupperware yeah. Yeah, so there's a correlation with how many redundancies there's yeah. been yeah. So there's, there's a peak in Tupperware rather yeah. than making yeah. a mound in the, of Tupperware they should they should do like a memorial wall put all the empty oh. containers yeah. and say we will remember them Rick yeah. was here yeah. <laughs> I'm just hazarding a guess I'm going to keep going yes why are people afraid I'm going to emphasise that afraid mm. Of giving feedback. 
Oh, Rick, you know this. No, this sounds like a proper business question, and I am out. <laughs> as a host, I would I would have just handballed to someone else, as you just did, yes. but you handballed to the wrong person. Rookie mistake, because now it's awkward. Uh, but so one of these people definitely knows uh, they've got a lot more experience. Uh, sure. I'm flying so, blind. I died this morning, Amanda. Thanks. Sorry. Your ghost too story soon, too soon. about Emily. Mm has an element you had to kind of give her feedback as well yeah i I think the underpinning um fear of feedback comes from lack of courage and in my case with emily i was absolutely crapping myself but i can actually look at other times when i've been absolutely you know fearful of giving someone feedback and it might be because they then won't like me Mm. they won't accept me um they'll reject the feedback um they'll leave the business uh, or worse, they you'll won't sc- listen. You'll score some Tupperware, so that's all yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> and soup. And I reckon, I reckon thematically it's often come back to the idea of it makes we, – we have too focus on ourselves when giving feedback versus like we're actually going, what's the mm. – you know, are they going to like me? Are they going to yes. disrespect me? So that you kind of forget the intent, which is often to help someone else. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The feedback is if you're worried about it, it's, it's you're putting yourself in the situation like that the that the feedback is affecting me. Whereas if feedback is done well and done the way it should be, it's about the other person. And regardless of whether it's because you need them to change something or you want to motivate them, it's about them and it's about making them better. Um, and I think we we've lost sight of that a lot with feedback. It's got a a bit of a hangover. What is it called? Like a a hangover of badness. Cloud. Yeah, yeah. Whereas it's actually you know, as improvisers. And Rick, if you want to join in, you can. It's up to you, mate. I'm not going to force you, but uh, that's my feedback for you. But as, as improvisers, we're quite used to it and we crave the feedback because mm. feedback for us means that we'll learn something. Um, we'll either be told that we're doing something well so we can lock it in yeah. or we'll be told to change something, which means we get better. Yeah, mm. yeah society in general is littered with uh, empty Tupperware containers and broken feedback models. Yeah. Uh, we're just, there's not... There's not much effective feedback in your everyday life in between, like in your circles of friends, in family groups. It's very hard. Pe- people are used to avoiding confrontation and feedback uh, has a confrontational feel, even if it's coming from the right place. It is uh, it's, it's a tough conversation to have. And we've gotten very good at avoiding those tough conversations in most of our interactions in life. And that just spills over into our business interactions as well. So it's very hard. Uh, unless we strip back who we are as people and uh, society in general, we're not going to get very far. Um, but uh, I don't have to bother anymore because <laughs> I've been I've been released from this model coil. Yeah, I finally, I'm finally free of feedback. You can't give me any feedback that is going to affect me. Yeah, um, or you're just going to be feedbacking <laughs> the crap out of everybody else. <laughs> yeah, right. so, I've come I'm to give you feed. some feedback. <laughs> so clearly, that's absolutely definitive. So what if I believe this is from someone I'm actually worried for worried oh. about what if i Boris do believe Johnson. our boardroom is haunted oh. what do i do yeah jenny's got the answer you step right in there pull a chair out sit down first of all google the building yeah. oh yeah figure out who it is you don't Actually, want to go in there scattergun not, course, every, not everyone research. is emily <laughs> no you might get a rick brown and yeah. you won't worry about that <laughs> it smells like decay in here are we surprised like sweaty the, sweaty decay are we surprised that it is the boardroom that is it is it that for them? A lot right. of a lot of good ideas die in boardrooms. <laughs> yeah, that's what, yeah. I was about to say, is it more like not the literal haunting, but maybe the metaphoric haunting mm. of what ideas, it represents. what cursed. it represents, the 
I'm my career say, was yeah, lost yeah. that day. Yeah, yep. the, um, mm. the overwhelming sense of doom going in because it, it might not necessarily be a place of goodness mm. or growth. Mm. It needs re-energising, oh. whether it's the sage. Burn the sage. Yeah, sage. Like a cheeky old chat with old mate that died yeah. or yeah. Yeah. 50 what if, what careers. If Start with the sage, <laughs> head to the cheeky chats, yep. yeah. um, then feng shui, yep. like rearrange the boardroom. Mm. DIY, Ouija. Then if Ooh. none of that works, seal up the boardroom, board it's it up. what we used to do as kids. Board this up the boardroom. seriously a business idea, isn't it? Yep. DIY Ouija. They work so, and they are frightening when they work. Yeah. I've done it only once in my life and I'll never do it again. Were you a teenager at a slumber party? Yes, Me in my too. house. Yeah. <laughs> that was Emily trying yeah, to talk to you. Ouija boards. Oh, yeah. oh, you just need. Uh, oh, no, I've, I've had it. I yeah, had that yeah. experience and it freaked me out yeah i can't be sure whether or not it's and look i'm a bit of a believer um because i've got a memory kind of of my past life mm. um i have a past life thing wow. um i know right who, um, were, who were you oh i don't know but i was oh. killed in a car accident and wearing oh. a floral dress by a blue car that's what i know um that's how i died this morning <laughs> that is uncanny maybe. i knew that dress looked familiar <laughs> come back as you no apparently when i was about four i used to talk about it all the time and oh, i used to complain wow. so i don't so the memory I have is actually my parents talking about it and my grandmother talking about it, not my own memory. Inception. But I used to know um, like all the lyrics of really weird songs, like old songs that no twinkle, one else knew. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. No, the um, Billy Joe McAllister, Ode to Billy Joe. Ah. Billy Joe McAllister jumped off the Tallahatchie Bridge. I used to know all the words to that as about a four-year-old. And I used to complain about a sore arm all the time. And, mom, and is that an American folk spoon? song? Um, uh, yeah, it's a really old song. So do you think this was... Here or somewhere else in the world? I don't know, but... So... Fun fact. Fun fact. So I had... um, Mum, she got my arm x-rayed and everything because I was so upset about it. And I used to have terrible nightmares about a blue car. And um, when I was born, the day of my birth, actually, my mother woke up hemorrhaging. She woke up in a pool of blood. And it was in 1975. I know I don't sound old, but I am. Um, uh, it was, it was, yeah, 1975, and I was 10 weeks early. So it's that was a pretty big traumatic deal and a, a complex birth for 1975. And so my mother believes that because I was rushing to get out, it was a soul waiting to get in. Jeez. Ambushed. I know. Colin just found me more interesting than ever. Look, there's a little boy in the UK. Have you heard? I think it's the UK that um, embodies Princess Diana's spirit. Have you heard about that? No. Have you, yeah, and so this little boy, um, I'm not going to nail all the details. Born that... on the day? Born on the day? Was he born on the day? Yeah, uh, no. August, August 17 or something, wasn't yeah. it? Has, August 31. No, I don't know if there was a birthday thing, but yeah. um, well, it's going to be hard to really her. get on board unless there's a birthday you know, crossover. Yeah. And what's her Family brother? Sells it. It's the Earl of Spencer. Or yeah. Whatever. All right. And he, he says that <laughs> he does know things. That only she would know. Yeah. The Earl and Lady. It's very Grimmie. unusual. <laughs> um, we should get him on the podcast. I've done zero, uh, zero homework, though, to find out if anyone died the day that I was born. You need because, to dig into that. Well, I just think it's one of those things like going to the doctor. Isn't it better not to know yeah. and to have the mystery than I'm, to find out? I'm no. pretty <laughs> sure with the doctor, it's usually better to know. Maybe. <laughs> like you can talk, dead man. <laughs> Gina, have we answered the question? What do I do if I believe the boardroom? Yes, yeah. Gina, yeah. Yeah. smart. Yeah, she's been I'm there. She's that done one off. that. Cheeky chats, feng shui, board up the boardroom, start a new boardroom, burn the building down. They're your options. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ouija board. Yeah, Ouija board. Start small. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and fireless. Yeah. Graham Plant X again, ho- uh, host or guest, I should say, Graham on Plant Leadership Room. of Fools. Why do people <laughs> stay in roles or organisations? where they feel undervalued a great mystery. money yeah well f- or 
Money, security. Recognition. Change is scary. Challenge. What if it's worse out there than it is in here? They're getting free pens, forks, and Tupperware. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's enough to live to, the to keep isn't them coming haunted. back. Yeah. <laughs> and of those things, what, what do we believe at this table is the primary hindrance to moving on? Oh, I Sense think, of yeah. habit, comfort. Habit and comfort and security. Yeah. I know with, uh, I'm always talking Fear about my old unknown. terrible job, but um, my old terrible job that I stayed in for way too long, um, it, I only left because it became so unbearable and uh, an opportunity came, uh, came up, thanks Colin, um, <laughs> to make me move on. But it, I, I should have gone years ago, years ago. I was so um, unhappy there, mm-hmm. but it was... It was convenient. The work was convenient. I was good at the work, but um, it was the option of not knowing what was going to happen that was too scary. Mm-hmm. scary. Fear of the unknown gets yeah. you every time. Yeah. yeah. The ultimate Halloween. Are we getting more, um, and I'm talking about the collective here, like are especially businesses getting more sophisticated at targeting people who are not valued and actually kind of making them feel you know, happier about the prospects and you know, with it, we have this kind of war for talented capable people and there's still people stuck in places they don't necessarily need to be so we're not getting better at this yeah i don't know would it be scary for an organization to really have a proper spotlight on that and really find out i mean as the person who was unhappy i was very low rung too so it's i wouldn't know if there was anything in place but i certainly know that the exit survey uh wouldn't have been acted on and I was very honest in the exit survey because I thought I really want people to know why I'm leaving I was very honest but also fair I didn't just air my grievances and burn the place down but um I thought about it though didn't I and you know know, organizations they still get are in this really crazy habit of not telling their best people that they are valued it's almost like you hear nothing, which is good news, Gina. I, I actually wonder whether there's a weird thing going on here. It's the same reasons why you're unhappy are the same reasons why you wouldn't leave. Mm. So is there a link perhaps between people who don't ask for promotions, don't ask for things that they need, don't ask for a greater challenge, are the same reasons that drive them to or lack of confidence to not go and seek other options. I, I wonder if there's... There's a link. We've got to mm. launch an X-File style investigation with red string linking causalities and um, yeah. we'll get we'll crack the case. Yeah, that'd be good. But um, I want, I'll be the skeptic and you can be the one who, like a loose cannon. And we'll, I'll we'll be a loose cannon. Yeah, you'll, you'll be the loose it's cannon and I'll be, so this, I'll fly, I'll be, I'll be by the Genus Mulder and you're Scully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll crack it. We'll crack the case. <laughs> Dude, would you cough? <laughs> I love that program. It's very cool. Very cool. Acronyms. No. Why do organizations oh. use so many? W-T-A-F. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're hip, they're cool, they're what the young kids do, you know? Hmm. It's an easy way to get messages embedded in your brain. I do find you say, what is WTAF? The A is, ac- <laughs> the A is actual. You know what WTAF is? Yes, I do. The A is actual. Ah, right. It takes it to a whole other level. Yeah. I was just talking to a colleague about this yesterday. And we, were tr- yeah. we were putting a bet on how early in the day we could use the acronym. Yeah. <laughs> 9.30. 9.30. Do you notice, though, that sometimes the acronym and the letters involved are longer than just the, saying the thing? Yeah. yeah like, what do I you think? That- WTYT is one that gets um, used oh, a lot. It's difficult to, yeah, difficult um, to process. I only found out recently what um, uh, FTW was. I always thought it was 
F the what or F ah, the world. <laughs> but I think it's... it started, It was. I think FTW had an, uh, an evolution. I think it, early on it started as F the world right. and then it, then it changed to For the Wing. It's For yeah, the Wing. For the yeah, 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 yeah. And it evolved. Mm-hmm. But there was an awkward crossover where it was kind of, it meant both. And then, uh, and then it settled firmly in, in for the win. But, but there's, um, acron- there's acronyms like you know, and Gen, you know, Gen Z are acronym city. But I think acronyms for product names and processes mm. they are the worst. Yeah, right. and I'm I, I, I come from government, and oh. oh my goodness, and six and a half years in the same job, and I would still have to ask because I'd be like, who are they again? Are they people we need to know about? Just too many, too many. So yeah. at this table, we believe that organisations are potentially worse than society overall at overuse or overcomplication. Jen, I'm looking at you. I think society. It's what it's what um, younger the younger parts of society expect. It's how they yep. it's how they communicate through yep. acronyms. Yep. But businesses use it, I think, for the wrong reasons, to save time and shorten sentences. <laughs> but doesn't it also, yes, when you're typing, true, but let's say you're a new starter and you're working for a place that has many divisions yes. and it's a big organisation and you're spending so much time having to learn those things that that gets in the way of you learning the job. Mm. That's my, just my two cents. I agree. Mm. M-T. Oh. I always oh, like yeah. my, I'm always happy when acronyms become words in themselves. And I think businesses quite like acronyms to become words because they're, you know, oh, that's, yeah. Yeah, they have acronyms that can be said as a word. That's a lot better. But I like acronyms in, in society that like Qantas. Shouldn't, shouldn't be words but, but are. Yeah. So like, Qantas is... An, is Lol, it, mm, Lol's one that became yeah. a word in itself. But I also like, like be, be Right Back was BRB and now people just say burp. And oh, I quite like they? that because it's do like... They? Well, you're quite... You're close to the pulse of young people. You've got um, yep. uh, teenage daughters. They're, they're, and they're throwing them at me all the time. And I'm, I'm always stay like, up to date. <laughs> I mean, not anymore. I'm dead. But yeah, my son <laughs> so has I just will no started. Burp. <laughs> yeah, my son has just started saying "yeet." Just started saying it, and yeah. I'm I feel bad for him because he still dabs as well, and that's so yeah. several years ago. Out. You've got to yeah. do it ironically now. Yeah, I know, and he doesn't. Mm. He does it with earnest. Oh, <laughs> and gusto. Tap it into the zeitgeist. Yeah, yeah. What do we think about LOF? Which is, do we know what LOF is? Leadership of Fools? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. we're here. We're yeah. here. Or LOG today? Yeah, log. Log. Log, log. <laughs> log on. Log on. It's not very inspiring, is it? The old log. Uh, have we been definitive yet? Oh, the one other thing I reckon... Uh, Leadership of Gaza. <laughs> we, um, organizations, if they're getting really serious about customer experience, like it's got, they've got to get rid C-E. of it because it's cut the crap, they cut the crap, CTC. Organize, uh, customers do not want to know your internal crap. It feels, I think it, you know, through, um, everyone trying to simplify and make things faster, overcomplicates and confuses and makes mm-hmm. people yeah, feel very on the outer. Yeah. Whether so it, it's, it's like when we, uh, when I've done lots of leadership programs and LPs, our piece, that's right. <laughs> and people kind of come up with some groovy name for it. And yet, GNs. you're almost better off yep. to say it's the leadership program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just say what it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Why do people follow bad leaders? Charisma. Um, I'm, I'm going to assume. Yeah. Catchphrases. They don't know they're bad. They're they changed. They're bad. They're changed Sweet them, acronyms. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Too, they, um, it's it's a case of like, yeah, they're, they're, uh, I, they know me too well. They've got... Um, they know how I work. I know how they work. Yeah. It's better the better the devil, you know. 
bit of shade and fraud. Syndrome. Shade and fraud. Stockholm, yeah. And a bad yeah. leader always makes you look better too. Ah. Yeah, so sometimes you like to tuck in behind a, a bad leader and you're like, when they get that come up and so I can, I can, then I can shine through. Mm. Uh, I don't want to like be... That. And they'll be responsible the for all these bad low. decisions. Mm. And then uh, I'll come through with a clean slate. Yeah. Uh, so they're like, a, use them as a meat shield. Right. For bad decisions, they just absorb the bad decisions. It's got this filthy image of a big <laughs> person cutting meat. Tupperware shield, maybe. Flies. But that's that's a human shield, right? Is yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, but like you've it. made it even more graphic. Spooky. <laughs> I don't know what's more graphic, meat or human. So, sorry, we we who have passed over just refer to humans as meat. Oh, I'm right, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. You've already learnt so much in. How long yeah. have you been dead for? Very adaptable. Uh, time time is fluid in the afterlife. Uh, the adaptive leader. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Oh, so our answer: Why do people follow bad leaders? Definitive uh, answer, I should say. There's a lot of different reasons. There is no definitive answer. Yeah. It depends mm. on the bad leader and the situation. Sometimes it's because for the same reason you stay in a I bad job. job. It's like, uh, what am I going to do? But also, like, See what, how if it, out. what if it is the job you love? Like, I've landed the job I love mm. and, and I'm going to uh, wait them out because yeah. I love this so much yeah. or my opportunity will come. I, I don't think we can give a definitive answer and I don't want to let you down. And I know that my own chair might buzz in a minute with an electric shock for saying that, but I don't know if we can have a definitive answer. Yeah. And it might be that they're actually not a bad leader. Yeah. Mm. You're a bad follower. Mm. <laughs> Look right. in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and what if you see nothing in the mirror? It's because you're a vampire. It's because mm. you're a vampire. Don't go outside. You you're might get sparkly. Undead. <laughs> don't expect anyone to wave at you on the street. This is my this is my mystery, and which will then lead us to uh, the top ten, and in particular the one haunted place that really freaked me out. Ooh. God, right. is it somewhere I go all the time, and I just always possibly I think to myself Ooh. I better put on a cardigan. It's a place it's that children love. Playground. Ooh. Stop it. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> oh my gosh, bounce! The Royal Melbourne Show. Will leadership <laughs> of ghouls be our most downloaded episode ever? In the afterlife, it will. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to spread the wait. word. Yeah. I mean, it won't show up on your stats, but I'll, <laughs> I'll let you know. Yeah. I'm going to tap in. Do they have sound cancelling um, earphones? Don't in? need it. We've got sound cancelling ears. Beautiful. <laughs> I was going to... We've evolved. Hey, why didn't you ascend up or down? What's your... Uh, I stayed around for this podcast. <laughs> and then I'm moving on. <laughs> Wow, this is good. well. That just makes this the most also, downloadable one. Also, I've enrolled in a pottery class because I want to do some sex, oh, sexy people. Patrick Swayze pottery. Oh, <laughs> it's and my only dream as a ghost. <laughs> if you use that as the line for the podcast, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sexy ghost does pottery with Patrick. <laughs> that might get you the most downloads. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. So you won't believe what happens he, next. I've got a scary Patrick Swayze story, which mm-hmm. is that my aunt mm-hmm. was well, not really my aunt. She's my aunt by marriage, as in she's married to my uncle. She, but please, that's how I feel about go it. Into, she's, go she's, into in depth about your family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's important for the context of this story. Auntie Jan, you know who you are. She's not listening to this podcast, yeah, and she's not your um, aunt. Well, um, not really. Well, no, well, only by marriage. I mean, she's married to my uncle, and sure. he is my. The one time she downloads uncle. the podcast is this one. Yeah. It is our most downloaded one. Yeah, it is the most downloaded one. Well, quite frankly, Jen, then I'm going to get this off my chest. Uh, you gave us terrible presents when we were kids oh, for number one. Oh, but also, my. she has, I don't know if she still Fearless. has it, but she had, and maybe still has, by her bedside table, but on her bedside table, Pictures of Patrick Swayze, mm. cut out of magazines, oh. framed. Yes. Oh, instead is. of her husband, instead of my uncle Russell, 
There you go, Russell and Jen. I've said it. It's out there. <laughs> Mum, I'm sorry, but you wanted to say this too. So, uh, yeah. yeah, isn't that weird? What if? What about if the photos were actually for your uncle, but they put them on her side? Yeah. So if people went into the bedroom like yourself, oh. they just assume it was Jan. Well, then I'm more disappointed than ever because we're an accepting family and we would have supported Uncle Russell. <laughs> what oh, if, just, if you want to come out, you can. What if they just wanted visual, visual cues for, their, for their, their free pass, their celebrity free pass? Like in order to activate their free pass, they had to have a picture of them on the bedside table. Otherwise, it wasn't official. Maybe, right. maybe that was the agreement in the marriage. Does that mean I have to get a picture of David Mitchell? Yeah, well, if you, if you want a free pass. <laughs> yes. cue. Maybe she was baby yeah. in a past. Oh I mean, God. I love oh, David maybe. Mitchell. He's, yeah, he's, he's yeah. so yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to David. David yeah. <laughs> beard or no beard? He might be. Oh, beard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then he's more like Liam. I've said it all today on this. I don't know if I can be a host anymore. I'm saying too much. I've got too much control, Colin. <laughs> Spooky. Okay, um, we've answered that question. Yeah. Can't remember Definitely. what the question was. Yeah, what yeah, was the right. most downloadable? <laughs> download, oh, yes. Downloadable yeah. and downloaded. Yeah. So it'll be downloadable <laughs> because we'll make it so. Before we move on, any other mysteries? No, I don't think we do. No. Awesome. We have been absolutely on fire. Nailed it. Uh, so I'm going to get you warmed up to this. Uh, there is a top 10. Yeah. Uh, the most haunted places. I'm going to get you just kind of warmed up with um, a bit of a guessing game. So, uh, one destination of the top 10 is in Tasmania. Any Ooh. guess? Mona. Um, oh, no, Port, Port Arthur. Port Arthur. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That makes Port sense. Yeah. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Oh, but that, Could that's... have been Mona, though. Yeah. Yeah, mm. but it's really brought the conversation down. <laughs> like, that's a horrible place. Yes. I mean, it's, you know, horrible. Pre, yeah. <laughs> but in yeah. general. Just, yeah. Yes. Ooh, Amanda's ruining everything. We could have, all yeah. I'm saying is we could have got a lot more comedy out of Mona <laughs> than <laughs> Port Arthur. Correct. So I think it's that wall so that's haunted in Mona. You know? Yes, oh, I know the wall. The wall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been, but I know about that wall. Yeah. Yes, we all. Poltergeiners. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. Uh, any guess, uh, even if we can't guess the exact uh, building, in the type of building that would have been located in Perth oh. and would have had something to do with the whacker. Oh, no, it'd be like a, um, a jail. Uh, 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 where you jail. take people away to. Like an asylum. Fremantle Jail. Fremantle oh. Jail. Mm. I nailed it. I mean, I said a In word. fact, I think it's called Fremantle Prison. Mm. Oh, I'm well, trying to think sense. of that word um, when you have when someone's sick and you put them somewhere so that they don't. Sick bay? Um, the, the sanitarium. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, the... it's just keep them away so that disease doesn't Isolation. Spread. Oh, That's a word for it. Yeah, when I, they go into... Oh, I, oh. It's in Sydney there. Oh, it is um, quarantine. Quarantine. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Which <laughs> I'm helped by Matt here. He wrote that down on a piece of paper for me. Mm. I reckon quarantine, the quarantine place in New South Wales is... In Sydney, there's a quarantine house or something. I reckon we that's haven't got to Sydney. Well, man, uh, that's on a, on the top ten, so you're wrong. Oh my mm, gosh, wrong. I felt that. I felt <laughs> that like right. a uh, yeah. stake through the heart, yeah. like a and a shock in your chair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, far north Queensland, any Just guess? All of Cairns, Daintree, all of Cairns like Daintree area. Possibly, I don't know. In fact, I didn't know about this. Crocodile place. Cove, <laughs> the Devil's. Pool. I mean, you're asking oh. for trouble. Yeah. yeah, I mean, name it. <laughs> also says. known as Babinda Boulders yep. in oh, tropical right. North Queensland. Yeah, yeah. Here's the story: a runaway bride named Ulana mm-hmm. leapt to her death in this sacred indigenous site. She did not want to get married. 100%. And when she was barred, oh, sorry, sorry, there was a reason she did that. She was barred from marrying her one true love. Oh, Starcross oh. lovers. Yeah. 
So she's put a curse on the pool. As you should. And she is said to have lured 17 men. Suckers. To a watery grave in the past half century. Wow. Take that the patriarchy. That's yeah. all I'm saying. She's one, and one tourist at a time. Apparently, if you listen closely, you hear the term, he came for a visit and stayed Oh, oh. see, that makes you want to go. I mean, <laughs> I should go. Oh. If we tie a rope around your waist yeah. and in you get, well, and you, if you just well, tug you on that, if you, if you go I down still with had him. a corporeal body, <laughs> which I don't. Thanks for bringing it up. Well, sort it out. You've got <laughs> access to these people now. I need ghost rope. So ghost Melbourne rope. has a, um, a pretty obvious one. Melbourne jail. Correct. Yeah. The old Melbourne jail. The death place of such famous people as... Um, um, Prince? No, <laughs> no, it's the first famous person I could think of. <laughs> it's Ned Kelly, isn't it? Ned Kelly. No, no, I Kelly. think he died at Pentridge. Oh. Yeah, he was hung there. Wasn't I'm he? pretty sure that Rick Brown would know. <laughs> He's done I've the research. Wrong, I've, yeah. I've been wrong before. No, I think he. I think he did die at the old Melbourne Jail, and then they moved his bones to Pentridge. I oh, think that's right. where I got my my things confused. Oh, we do know now. someone. We, hang we, out. Yeah. we know an actor that does the ghost tours of Pentridge and the old Melbourne Jail. Um, oh. and, and also up at Cryo Castle. Mm. Yeah. Um, Ross Daniel, shout out to you, you legend. Mm. And he's got super creepy stories about nice. doing the tours of Pentridge mm. and so how come Dale. We didn't have Ross. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, because again, he's better than I, me, and a, you would know. Feels <laughs> yeah. like a bit of a miss there, doesn't it? <laughs> <That's right. Yeah. laughs> okay, so here here it is. Uh, so picture Southern Queensland. Ooh, mm-hmm. I don't like it. Oh my goodness, movie world. Close. Um, water world or whatever. Dream, dream, world. dream world. Oh, that makes sense because those dream people world. died there recently. Yes, yeah. that's the case. But here's the interesting thing. It's not necessarily about that. <gasps> oh, but actually, it might be a factor. If I've learned anything from Scooby-Doo, it's that this place is not really haunted. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the old guy who owns the amusement park. <laughs> right. He's trying to scare off everyone and he would have got away with it too. If it wasn't for those... The police pesky, and yeah, their the police. thorough investigative So procedures. can I give you a little bit of context? <laughs> yes, please. Production staff on the Big Brother reality TV show <gasps> mm. reported witnessing the voice and visage... Is that word? Of Big yeah. Brother. ...of a young girl oh. when filming the program at Dreamworld. It's me, Emily. Now, it doesn't go on too much about that, but then it says, and and employees of the Gold Coast theme park have also cited the ghost dubbed Jack Dark, spelt D-A-R-K-E, a a 19th century gold prospector slain by a buzzsaw nearby. Oh my goodness. (sighs) Love it. Dreamworld. It's another reason not to go there, everyone who's listening. That place is struggling. I'm very, very... Unsupportive. Yeah. yeah. So, I've got a question. Right. Most haunted. Does that just mean most um, most reported uh, amounts of uh, activity, as in more people have said that they've seen something than somewhere else, or the most ghosts? Are you challenging my arbitrary any... No, no, I'm not list. challenging. I, I, I reckon it's a completely <laughs> unquantifiable. I reckon I just picked 10 places yeah. and whacked them in a list, mate. Because quarantine house, man, in New South Wales, I will go back to that. Um, many people died there. Can we just say that Amanda's right? We just want to be clear on that. And if we don't agree on that, I can never pass over to the other side. Where do careers die, die in... In comedy. Oh, God. Mine was right here, right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh, outside the Melbourne Town Hall at 2 a.m. after partying too hard mm. um, during Comedy Fest. Um, I don't know. It's hard. Uh, I think comedy careers, um, 
can there are people who get the big break and they go from you know years and years of a comedy room or doing something to suddenly being famous um there are people who just plot along for a really long time no one knows necessarily on mass who they are but they've got really good careers that are spanning decades um then you've got people who uh, like me are waiting for the big break and I'm um you can contact me here on leadership of fools um that's leadership of ghouls mate yeah, yeah. Leadership of ghouls. I think I think artistic careers um die because um it's sometimes really hard to not make money and mm. you can have talent and you can have uh you can make things and you can put them out there but ultimately if that is costing you more than you're bringing in Fringe, for example, like comedians who do comedy festival seasons, uh, you can be a person that gets put in a cast, but when you put your own show on, it's your money up front. So you put the money out there, you do the hours, you fly your show, you do all the things, then you do the show itself. And even if you get good crowds, you might not make your money back, not at an hourly rate. Even if you make a profit, if you look at the amount of work you've put in. Mm. So I think comedy careers... Way to bring it down, Colin, but I think... <laughs> you know, I think Colin, Colin was really asking for just a glib answer, <laughs> yeah, yeah. not a complete dissection uh, of the, the comedy industry. Down, I really feel like it's, I wanted to give you a hug now. Yeah. He wanted something like Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> yes. That's where comedy career is going to Have you been paying attention? And, and you've given yeah. a full budget breakdown of... Of why it's hard to be an artist. And um, No, but you're right. It's definitely Dancing with the Stars. So, um... <laughs> That's the definitive answer. So uh, I reckon we're pretty close. I, yeah. I, actually, I actually love Halloween. I think it's a wonderful, uh, I don't know, celebration of sorts of, Mm -hmm. it's actually, um, for what it's worth, my two children, it's their favourite time of year. They celebrate. Yeah, we used on how, uh, when we were growing up, Halloween was sort of uh, snubbed uh, Mm. as the American holiday Mm. that we were never going to engage in and those sort of shyster kids who would roam the neighbourhoods, not even in costumes, just knocking on doors, just hoping to get some lollies and everyone would just slam the door in their face. But then um, this new generation has come through with a real thirst uh, for... And and I think it's also because the capitalist machine has realised there's money to be made. Of course. Let's nurture nurture this love in the young folk. And... uh, um, there's still there's a bit of there's a bit of a gap at the moment where there's still the people who are holding out because that's how they grew up with Halloween being a dirty word, um, but each year it gets bigger and bigger and I think mm. with one more generation passing uh, Halloween will just be a huge a huge yeah. unstoppable force. So my call, quick call to action and um, then I'm going to hand back to you Amanda to kind of officially close. But my call to action is I think it's the perfect time to tell stories because um, the stories I've heard today awesome yeah. uh, and it's just a perfect time to come together families friends tell some stories get you know spooky stories almost that picture i have of being around the campfire and it's um yeah something to celebrate set something on fire yeah that's yeah. good advice mm. i do like it's a it's a great chance for I know, I know that in the suburb that we live in people are really getting into it and um you know i know kids don't necessarily walk around the streets anymore and play but they will tonight they'll be walking yeah. around knocking on people's doors and if, if people don't have anything, I know last year someone was giving out grapes because they only had grapes, so they each kid got one grape each, mm. which is better than nothing. Better than nothing. Um, but yeah, we got Nature's to meet neighbours that we didn't know existed, you know, like we yeah. didn't know who lived behind that yeah. door, but now we, yeah, well, now we do. There's and, a lot to like. There's yeah, a lot I mean, to like about it. It's been a year since we've talked to them and we certainly don't go out of our effort any other time, but we will go and say hello to them again this year. That's so. all you need. Give us some lollies. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Um, well, that is us. That's uh, we come. We've come to the end of our spooky journey. I hope you all survived. I'm moving to the live. Oh, it's really nice knowing you, Rick. <laughs> uh, I would like to thank, with all of my thankfulness, uh, Gina. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me, Rick Brown. You were an amicable cast member. <laughs> 
He never stops. And Colin Beattie, thank you again as always. Thank you. My darling. (laughs) (laughs) Leadership of ghouls. Goodbye.